Welcome to the Good Better Best podcast, and I'm your host, Tony Jamie. I'm a business sales trainer and a mindset coach, and what makes me qualified to coach you is my 25 years of experience in coaching sports, education, marketing, business development, and a career in sales. I've also written three books and hosted two radio shows. This is the podcast where you learn to have a win forever, continuous improvement, competitive mindset to develop patterns to market and grow your business and improve all aspects of your life. How do we accomplish this? The Good Better Best podcast studies the most successful businesses and their practices in the world, and then I summarize those concepts for you. Let me show you the proven successful methods that will help you go from good to better and from better to best and beyond. Phil Felt Found is an old handling objections uh, sales tactic that I want to discuss today. But first, I want to begin with uh, the the mindset or the mental framework that you have coming into this. So right off the bat, in sales, we commonly say things like, here's how you handle objections. And, and, and I really don't like that phrase. I, I don't like it at all, and I'll tell you why. It's because it assumes that the person that you're selling to, it assumes that the client, the customer, uh, the prospective account that you're looking for, you know, the intelligent decision maker who owns and runs a business or a company, it assumes that they just, you know, they're just throwing out negativism and they just want to say no. And so I don't like that assumption. I don't like it at all. And the reason why I don't like it is because I've been on that side of the table. I've been a business owner. I've been a CEO. I've been a boss. I've been a buyer. And what I want you to do is 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 just change the framework to instead of how to handle objections, I want you to think first um, answering questions of interest. These are questions of interest, even if they're negative. That, that's right. Even if it's negative, it's still... Uh, a statement question. You know, I don't need that right now. Well, I mean, that feels very negative. What's the question behind that? Well, the, the, the unasked question is, well, tell me why I need that right now, because I think that I don't. I think that I already have enough advertising. I think that I have already have enough product A or B. I think that I already have an account or a, or a business that's servicing me in this way. And so the way they ask or the way they make statements are still really still, you know, questions of interest. If you think of it that way, then what it will allow you to do is actually listen to what they're saying. It's the cardinal mistake that salespeople make. You know, we have two ears and one mouth, right? And what do salespeople do? They want to show up and throw up. Right, they they want to show up and just throw up information, throw up facts, and, and they forget the whole process, which is, you know, you have to win them over. You have to win them over, and the best way to win them over is to, you know, nicely just, uh, you know, a- answer the questions. Remember, this is a process, not a technique. If you think that we're going through this as just some kind of, you know, nice little kind of three-step technique, 
that's not my intentions. My intentions are to give you, uh, you know, something that you can remember, something that you can, uh, you know, simple and easy and, and, and implement. But mainly, I, I want you to mean it. I, I really want you to mean uh, what you're going to say. And so don't be defensive about objections or questions. Be informative. And if you're informative, that will lead to persuasiveness. And so one of the best ways to be informative is to take the pressure directly off of, of the prospective client and take the pressure off you because what's happening a lot of times in a in a in a sales meeting is it's almost like there's two boxers in a ring right and, and you know the owner throws out an objection and then the salesperson comes over with the haymaker and then the owner throws a jab and then the the salesman comes up with an uppercut like looking for the knockout blow right in my Ollie versus Frazier good better best uh, I address this, and the only thing that happens is both sides are beat up. In feel, felt, found, what we're doing is is we're trying to remove ourselves and the client from the situation, and, and we're pulling out a, a third party. We're we're pulling out either a um, a real third party that you've you've worked with, or even just like an illustration of a third party. That's okay too. And so, feel, felt, found, uh, what it does is it helps us to, again, um, be informative, and it, and it puts people at ease. So, it, it goes like this. Here, here's, here's an example of feel, felt, found. I understand you feel that there are cheaper competitors around. One of our biggest customers felt that way initially, but when they tried the service, they found that we actually offered the best product at the best price. And so you see how feel, felt, found is used in a, in a nice, gentle sentence. You're, you're being informative. You're answering the question. And yet you're able to respond in a, in a non-threatening or a non-aggressive way. And so when we talk about feel, you know, tell them, look, I understand how you feel. I understand. I get it. Uh, you know, th this is intended to tell the customer that, you know, you, you hear them, you're listening and you can empathize with them. I, I understand how you feel. This wording lets the customer know that, that you can relate, right? That you can relate. Maybe another way of saying it, because there are a lot of sales seminars that say feel, felt, found, and maybe you don't want to use something that's kind of noticeable is you can replace feel with uh, somewhere under the impression. And so that's the idea, right? The idea is instead of saying directly to the customer, you are under the false impression. See, that's aggressive. You can kind of point to a third party and say, well, you know, there's some that are under the false impression that we cost too much, right? I'm selling Nordstrom shirts for a hundred bucks and there's Costco shirts for $17. And so you say, look, some are under the impression, some feel like Nordstrom shirts are overpriced, right? That would be an example of relating to them uh, and addressing it. Yeah, price is an issue. And then the next step would be, well, 
you know, tell them about, again, somebody else who felt exactly the same way as, as they do. They're not alone. They're not crazy. They're, they're not the only ones. You're telling the customer that, that look, there are a lot of people who, who thought the way you did. And, and, and that can change. That can change. You know, uh, initially, you know, other agents or CEOs or mothers or customers felt exactly the same way you did. Now, again, the more specific you can be, uh, the better, you know, instead of just being a generic CEO or a generic person, it is better if you can point to somebody that they directly relate to or a competitor. And when, again, what you're doing is you're letting him or her know that this, you know, initial thought is common. It's totally common to have the, you know, that objection, you know, and um, another way of saying felt is to say, well, some of my clients sense, right? Some of my clients also felt the same way. Some of my clients sense the same trends, right? That's the felt aspect. And then finally, the found. Uh, Tell them how that person found, how they discovered uh, that when they did what you know you wanted or wanted them to to buy, uh, they got what they wanted, right? What they found, what they discovered was uh, that after going with product X, um, you know, was that Y happened, right? That was a discovery. They they didn't know what was going to happen before, and then what they found, what they what was un, un uh, unveiled, what was revealed to them was something great. It was a discovery. And so when you're trying to handle uh, maybe a, you know, a tough customer who's, you know, if you feel like they're just throwing blows at you, they're just throwing objections first, um, think, think about being, you know, informative rather than just, you know, using a technique. Understand that, look, if you really listen to what they're saying, Whatever their objection is, this is not the right time of the year. Hear that. They're telling you, I don't think that this is the right timing. Well, I understand how you feel that this might not be the right timing. You know, I have a couple of customers who felt the same way that this is the not right, not the right timing. And then what they discovered, what they found out was this was actually the perfect timing. And so see how specifically I use uh, their objection, their feeling, their belief. And I used a, a, another one to walk them through the process, but also specifically identifying their need. So when you're handling objections, when you're answering questions of interest, remember, feel, felt, found. Well, that concludes today's show. If you like today's episode, then cut and paste this chapter and send it to a friend. Or please leave a review and be sure to click subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. You can learn more about me by checking out my website, TonyMJamie.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Ravensdale Bible Academy. Or you can buy Good, Better, Best, the book through Amazon. See you next time.